millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Talofa and welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinny Wiley. This week, the World 7 Series is back and the Cook Islands come out of the International Netball Wilderness. But first, Mate Ma Tonga bowed out of the Rugby League World Cup in controversial circumstances, but the team is determined that their efforts result in lasting change for the international game. The Kingdom was beaten 20 points to 18 by England in that sold-out semi-final in Auckland on Saturday, having been denied what appeared to be a match-winning try in the final play of the game. Head coach Christian Wolfe says the World Cup's been an incredible experience. It's been absolutely outstanding, six and a half weeks, to be honest. Um... I actually made a comment last week that I didn't want to go home yet. I still feel the same way. That's a real credit to the, the people that we've got involved here that you know, after six and a half weeks on the road together, everyone feels like they don't want to go home. Like they still want to keep doing something together. And uh, we have had you know, eyes on us. and you know, we, we have had plenty of attention from the start of the, the competition you know, on the back of a few guys that have decided to play for us. And it's obviously brought some pressure and, and uh, sort of brought some expectation, but it's also been absolutely outstanding, the, uh, the, the support level that we've had, uh, the interest that we've had. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's been a big part of why the tournament's been such a great one for us, that's for sure. Can that support, can that interest be sustained? And Do, do these players want to stay with Mata Ma'atonga? Can, can this team get better? Yeah, we can. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I think the majority of those players... Uh, uh, who have decided to play for Tonga will play for Tonga in the future. Yeah, that, that's all provided. You know that as a game we can give them something to stay with Tonga for. You know, as long as there's uh, and, and there has been some conversations, and we need those conversations to you know to now sort of become actions. But yeah, there's uh, as as long as we've got games going into the future, international games and and, and games that you know I guess are uh, of the standard that that we. Yeah, need them to be at now. Uh, things have really changed, and not just for Tonga, but for for all Pacific Island teams. You, you look at the quarterfinals of the World Cup. Four four of your teams are Pacific Islanders. You look at your uh, your final four. Half of that are Pacific Island teams as well, in terms of us and Fiji. So, as long as um, you know, the International Rugby League and the, and the NRL uh, want to continue to um, you know, to harbour that, then those teams are going to continue to go forward and. You know, while there's games and, and while there's uh, while, while the players feel like they're getting respected for playing for those countries, uh, yeah, they'll continue to play. That's for sure. Because at the moment you've got the Pacific Test, which has been going on for about four years and has been uh, a raging success, and, and that continues next year. I think you're playing Tauasa Moore again. The Four Nations has kind of been every couple of years, and you know, one year it's a Northern Hemisphere team that joins the Big Three, if you will, and, and the next year it's a, a Southern Hemisphere team. Last time it was uh, Samoa. Um, so, do, do you think? tournaments like that need to be changed or updated maybe because outside of that there's kind of nothing right no that's right they, they need to be updated uh you know, pacific test has been outstanding uh but it also needs to be updated and it's gone past what it was four or five years ago when you look at you know ourselves 
um, Fiji, Samoa, uh, PNG, the growth of those four countries in particular, this World Cup and uh, the success and the competitiveness against the, the big nations that all four of those teams have had. Uh, you know, we certainly need to be um, playing each other on a regular basis still, but you know, we, we need to expand that Pacific test. And then we also need to have the ability to play some Tier 1 nations at different times. And uh, yeah, For me, uh, an absolute no-brainer is that, that we as Tonga um, need to play New Zealand on a regular basis. So that, that game in Hamilton you know, for a pool game, uh, absolutely outstanding as well. And, and that needs to become a, a, a regular game uh, on a yearly basis, I think. Can a match like that be played at Auckland every year, do you think? Do you think uh, New Zealand receptive to that? 100%. Um, you know, if, if New Zealanders don't turn up, I know Tongans will. Uh, and I'm sure New Zealanders will as well. I, I think you, 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 get a, uh, you play that at Mount Smart every year. Uh, I think you get a similar uh, crowd and a, a similar atmosphere to what we had on Saturday night. Uh, you know, it's obvious it's a, it's a grudge match now on the back of this tournament. And, you know, I'm, I'm very sure that New Zealand would love to play us and would love to get one back on us. And you know, that's the way forward for Tongan Rugby League as well. The more we can play those quality games, then uh, that's how we keep improving so that we uh, we don't just fall short in a, a, a semi-final next time. We're, uh, we're actually able to win it. Have those changes to the international eligibility rules, um, are they still allowing players that commit to Tonga to play Origin? Yes, yeah, so the, the rules became more flexible for your tier two nations. So uh, you know, technically our guys, if they are eligible for Origin, can go back and play Origin. Uh, they can also go back and play for uh, Australia and New Zealand if they wanted to, yes. Are those discussions you've had with individual players or is that still very much something that's just going to be, you know, obviously there's indications or sort of feelings about being in this camp and being in this team for this tournament, but uh, are those things that will be talked about more seriously down the line? There has been discussions around that since the tournament's finished. and uh, you know, I won't uh, sit here and, and name players and, and go through discussions, but uh, you know, the majority of those guys who, who made a decision they're going to play for uh, Tonga uh, have said that that's what they want to do in the future as well. And uh, Christian, you mentioned that um, you kind of don't feel like you want to go home and uh, a lot of the team feels the same way. I, I suppose the reality is a lot of Tongan supporters and, and people watching that game on Saturday probably think you shouldn't have gone home and that you probably should still be a part of this tournament. Uh, with, a, with a couple of days to reflect on that, uh, how, how does that decision and, and everything sit with you? It still sits the same as what it did after the game. Yeah, like a lot of other calls in that game, you know, I think it was a real 50-50 in terms of what the video ref might have uh, decided. Um uh, I've seen that Tony Archer's come out and said that he supports the decision and thinks he got the right decision, but uh, you know, it is a 50-50, and, and, and under the pressure of the, the moment, you know, those decisions can go either way. And, you know, there's plenty of other 50-50 calls in the game as well, if you, if you think back to um, uh, the Gareth Widdop trial where Andrew Fafita got his arm, or clearly got his arm under the ball, and um, you know, the referee uh, actually said it was a no try, and uh, the video ref overrules that, and you know, that was very much a 50-50 decision as well. So, um, yeah, as I said, I, I saw the same of it after the game. I, uh, I, I can't believe that the uh, the referee doesn't go to the video ref. Um, I think that's a really poor error. Um, it has a, a really big impact on the game. And uh, you know, if, he, if he goes to the video ref and the video ref says it's a no try, then uh, yeah, we all accept that a little bit more, even though we you know, everyone's going to have opinions as to whether. Uh, it was a try or not, uh, you, you, you certainly expect that a little bit more because the process has been the same as it has for every other opportunity that was a try uh, in that game. And, uh, as I said, I, I think that was a really poor decision by that referee and um, you know, I, think, I think it just left a really big question mark over the finish of what was a terrific game of footy and uh, a terrific night and a terrific atmosphere.
You reckon a lot of those players are sticking around with Mata Matonga, right? Christian Wolf, are you sticking around? Yeah. <laughs> if uh, if Jason stays, I'll stay. <laughs> no, look, I'm only joking there, but look, I am keen to hang around. Uh, I think we've, we've really started something special here, and uh, you know, I think Tom is going to be a, a, a real force in rugby league in the future. And you know, there's, you know, We've all got to remember there's other guys that... Uh, uh, that weren't available through injury and or have played for other nations uh, that are that are tournament eligible as well. And um, you know, I just think the future is really bright. And um, you know, we've we've done something special here. We've we've changed the course of the game a little bit. And you know, I certainly want to be a part of that going forward. That's the Tonga Rugby League coach Christian Wolf. Samoa is hoping for market improvements in the new World Seven Series, which kicks off in Dubai this week. The Manu finished a lowly 13th last season, with South Africa claiming the overall title from England and Fiji. And with a full pre-season behind them, coach Sir Gordon Titchens says expectations are much higher. To do well in a World Series, you've got to get off to a, a good start. So uh, we certainly have got a, a very, very tough pool. And probably the pool of death, really, if you look at all the, all the pools. So uh, it's a New Zealand first up, which is going to be a, a toughie, and USA and Argentina, so no easy games looking ahead. Be it yourself or, or many of your um, you know, fellow coaches uh, over the last couple of years especially, it, it seems to feel like there isn't really such a thing as an easy game anymore on this series. No, there isn't. There's no give-ins, and uh, you've got to get out and perform in every game. And uh, and I've always said, you know, to, to win tournaments, and you've got to play six finals, and that's what it's all about now. And you start with your very first final on the, on day one. So uh, you can't look too far ahead these days, and, uh, and you respect every team that you play. And uh, how ready do you feel for this start of this new World Series? And it's obviously a pretty big year as well because you've got Com Games and you've got the World Cup as well uh, at the end of it or, or nearer to the end of it. How, how ready do you feel to start the season? Yeah, it's one of the, one of the bigger years in Sevens rugby and um, we're fortunate really there's not massive turnarounds in terms of the times between tournaments. And, uh, you know, getting through injury-free is going to be the, the biggest challenge in, in such a a busy year with the Com Games and of course Rugby World Cup in San Francisco but um, again it's it's building towards those tournaments but and excelling in the World Series to, to, which if you do that and you play well you'll you'll certainly uh, gather a lot of confidence moving through to those big events and uh, so yeah it's um, an exciting year but at the same time it's going to be a challenging year. Samoa struggled last year to, to make it out of that group stage into the cup quarterfinals. Um, do, you, do you think that's something you guys are going to be able to do more regularly this season? Obviously, last year I inherited lots of players, and uh, I've actually gone out and, and uh, sort of looked for a, a lot of newer players, if you like, to to add competition to, to spots on the side and looking to create and build depth. And uh, I believe I've done that to a certain extent, and, and we've been to two tournaments already. I took two different sides, and... Uh, they both acquitted themselves very, very well, and so out of both those teams, one for the Oceania tournament and one for the silicon competition that we had in the in the states, both international tournaments, um, I basically halved it up, and uh, I've got eight from one side and, and six from the other team. So, uh, you know, they're really pushing for spots, and and with some of our rugby now, we've been allowed to contract players now, and I've got. Uh, the ability to contract up to 24 players and at the moment I've contracted 21 so I've still got three spots open for players that are to wanting to, to make it in sevens rugby so um, you know, hopefully we're um, you know it's going to work for us we've certainly started particularly well and we're a lot fitter this year and 
and of course um, we've made some shifts and, and good directions and got some new youth in there as well, which, which always excites teams and provides lots of energy. Yes, yeah, so how many new caps are there? Probably this team, there's probably about six or seven new caps uh, that weren't part of the, the World Series last year, on top of some of the new younger ones that had their first year in the World Series, and are better for that experience. And, and I've also got some very good experienced players on the side that have been going very, very well, and Tila Milo and Alatasi Tapo, and of course Tomasi Alosio there, and I've got a, a couple of very good forwards that have forged their way back as well. So, and, and Philaminga Sally Sally is, is fully entrenched into sevens this year, so we're Last year, he was sort of being pulled between 15s and 7s, and, and when that happens, you don't quite get the best out of the players when you really need to. This time last year, you weren't quite, well, you were with the team, but you weren't with the team, so to speak. So do you, do you just feel like you've got your head around everything a bit more now? Does everything seem more like you want it? Yeah, well, I mean, that, that first year or nine months or so that I had with them, you know, it was all about learning about the players, and, and obviously, uh, which is really, really important, and at the same time, still looking to to build some depth in amongst the side, but I spent quite a bit of time on the island, and we've built quite a bit of depth off that island as well now, and, and knowing these players a lot better, and, and the style which they can adapt to, and I've had to, to sort of change a few things, and... Um, you know, we're hitting our straps pretty good at the moment and um, so I'm, I'm certainly, hopefully, looking for, for massive improvements and, uh, and certainly looking to, so I suppose our goal, if I was being realistic, is to, is to hit that top eight this year and that's a realistic goal. Uh, is, is it fair to say there's a lot more pressure on the team this year to do to do well? Oh, yeah, to do better. I think, um, you know, we saw way back in 2008 where Samoa was a dominant force in sevens rugby and, and unfortunately all those players disappeared off to the UK and, uh, again, not having them contracted, you can't really hold on to them. So, uh, But we've made some changes around high performance now and uh, we'd be disappointed if we don't improve because I've certainly got some, some great expectations and uh, it's not about winning every tournament or winning a tournament, it's just just being more consistent in our performances and, and to slowly push our way up that, that ladder. And uh, in, in the context of what's been a difficult period for Samoa's Rugby Union financially, etc., and, and what have you, um, being able to contract those players and whatnot um, you know, is, is quite significant, as you say. So uh, have you got everything at your disposal for your team, the Sevens team, um, to succeed uh, amidst all that, you know, everything else that's going on? In terms of... Um the sevens team, it's it's it is in Samoa all about the sevens team and uh, and not being disrespectful to the others. But you know, there's a, a lot of interest in the sevens team this year, and and, and of course, um, it's an Olympic sport now. It's a Commonwealth Games sport, and also we got a Rugby World Cup, and uh, the island stops when the sevens team start playing, and uh, we're only really focused about our team and and getting out there and performing, and and for some of the players also, it's an opportunity to really, I suppose, deliver on the international. In the international uh, uh, field, I suppose, and uh, in a tournament where you can also expose yourself to to go into bigger and greater things, and and perhaps for some of them, it's a, an opportunity to really put their hand up to be a contender for their rugby world cup. You know, in, in 2019, I think it is. So, um, you know, some some good challenges for some of those players as well. This is Samoa Sevens coach Sir Gordon Titchens. After two years in the international wilderness, the Cook Islands netball team will compete in the Nations Cup tournament in Singapore next week. The Black Pearls last played a test at the 2015 Pacific Games in Papua New Guinea and coach Dale Atkinson says they cannot wait to get back out on court. Oh, look, amazing opportunity and we wanted to go last year but in favour of the under-21 campaign, 
going to Botswana, which, you know, we fully supportive because that's just about growth and development as well. Because the, the, the Netball Cook Islands just couldn't afford to have both teams running and, and fund them. But, you know, there's a lack of sponsors, there's a lack of, there's just a lack of funding, Vinny. So, uh, so consequently, because of that, we've also lost our ranking. So we actually go into this Nations Cup with, with no ranking. Yes, I was just having a look at the rankings, and uh, you're not the only Pacific team. I think Vanuatu and Tonga are also currently off the rankings. Um, you've got a rating, and you just need to play eight matches. So is that eight from now, or you've already played some of them, and you need to make up eight? Do you, do you know which one? No, we need to play eight. So we're only playing five. So we've got we've got to play another three. And, and the, the next planned tournament, I suppose, is World Qualifiers in April of next year. And that's meant to be in Auckland after the uh, Commonwealth Games. With a two-year gap, uh, getting five, six games here plus uh, World Qualifiers, I mean, it probably feels like a, a ginormous rush all of a sudden of matches. Well, it does. And I mean, I mean, our ultimate goal was to try and qualify for World Champs. But you know, that will be a real stretch. Um, but, we'll, you know, we'll certainly do our best. The girls have been, you know, they're really keen and, and we've seen a lot of improvement in, in the development program that um, I put in place in 2015. We just haven't had those opportunities to be together. But I think, you, you know, as you said, I think there's other Pacific nations who are in a similar boat to us. And so it's been a couple of years since you've played an international match. Um, and in terms of the squad that you've been able to select, and how many... A new caps? Two new caps at two international netball at this level, but there's actually eight new caps in terms of being in the national team. So Lucy Nicholas, who was the captain um, in 2015, she's back. Ashley Edo, Eddie Short was actually in the team in 2014. And Anna Salanoa was actually in the team in 2015 as well. So the rest of the girls are new to the national team, but some of those under-21s have got national, uh, international caps in that respect. And so with such a long break, um, what, what, what are you expecting over in Singapore? How do you think you can do? Oh, $50 million question. You know, I've been studying some of the opposition and uh, countries like Hong Kong who have very experienced players because a lot of them are expat Kiwis or Australians. Um, so I'm expecting them to be strong. Same with Singapore. Since Ruth Aiken has been there, they've put in some really good structures. And Natalie Milicic, who was coaching the BCO League for the Pulse, she's been appointed to that coach. So I'm expecting to see some real discipline from those two teams. In the other countries, I think we have as good a chance as anybody else that's the Cook Islands netball coach, Dale Atkinson. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So... Talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.